Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Do you want to know who some of the best wrestlers are? The wrestlers that know that father time is creeping up on them, ready to kick their ass, and they say, ah, I can smell you in the vicinity, and I'm going to make some changes. I mean, let's face it, when you are a human being, it's so easy to get lost within your own head, but who has always been ahead of the curve? Well, I'm going to tell you right now. So anyway, sorry for what culture, please do hit that subscribe button. And this is 10 wrestlers who change their finishes when they realized they were just too old. Number 10, Scott Steiner. I mean, of course, have you ever seen what Scott Steiner used to do to win matches? He would throw somebody into the ropes. He would jump up into the air like he was some sort of a car. And he would do a Frankenstein or a Hurricane Run or whatever the hell you want to call it, which he should not be able to do because the man was an absolute monster. Steiner was doing this for years as well and even continued it up when he did get to TNA, but eventually realized, well, there's no point risking it anymore. So why don't I just shift it over to the top rope? I mean, you've got to be as safe as you can when it does come to professional wrestling. And of course, if he did do it over there, it would allow him to get the height that he needed without spiking anybody's head right into the mess. Scotty was also north of 40 at the time he started doing this, and I understand that he did it in the prime of his career too, but he absolutely switched to it 100% from this moment, and I say bravo to that guy. Otherwise, who the fuck knows what would have happened? Number nine, Hulk Hogan. True story, Hulk Hogan in many interviews after the fact has said that he regrets having the leg drop of doom as his finisher, because it wrecked his back to such a degree he has had to have close to like 8, 9, 10, 11, 12 surgeries. So think of that next time you go, oh, it was just a stupid leg drop. Well, it wasn't a stupid leg drop to him. Because think about it too. He spent half of his life, or maybe more than half of his life, jumping up in the air and then landing right on his ass. And it's not like he was falling onto a cushion. So this actually would have been worse for the Hulkster than the person he was giving it to. They just had a bit of skin hit their cheek. It's why towards the end he would start using the big boot or the axe bomber. It's kind of good that he did do this. Otherwise, who the hell knows what kind of shape he'd be in. Number eight, Bobby Eaton. Bobby Eaton was similar to the Hulkster in the sense that he too would finish people off with a leg drop, but he would do it from the top rope. So you won't be surprised that during the later part of his WCW career, he decided, well, I'm still happy to climb up that high, but I ain't doing a leg drop anymore. I think a flying knee will suffice. You bet your ass. The thing is, when Bobby did do this, he made it look so damn smooth and so damn good, nobody cared, and that was the same for the leg drop as well. Somehow, he was just able to do any kind of top rope maneuver with grace, 
I suppose he was just really good. It only ever takes one interview with the man to realize that his wrestling acumen was ahead of most other people's, and that's why he did make the switch. So if you're a professional wrestler, if Bobby Eaton can do it, so can you. Number seven, the ultimate warrior. Who knows what happened here, but you gotta figure after almost 10 years away from the ring, by the time the ultimate warrior did step back in the squared circle, he just wasn't the same guy that he was. In 2008 though, it was announced that warrior would come back in Spain of all places to take on Orlando Jordan, and the intrigue really did take over I mean, what the hell were we about to see? Sadly, it didn't work as intended, mostly because of all the things we've already talked about in this video. In the late 80s and early 90s, the Ultimate Warrior was Gorilla Press slamming everyone, so that was never gonna happen on this night. So instead, he just hit like a bunch of clotheslines and a shoulder tackle. He didn't really pop the crowd because everybody was so used to his big explosive moves. And I suppose this was more an experiment of actually seeing him one last time. It just kind of made you sad. Number six, AJ Styles. AJ Styles' spinal tap in 2002 was quite the maneuver to behold. I mean, in 2021, it would just be some kind of transitional move. But seeing him like twist and corkscrew through the air and always landing so effortlessly on his opponents, I loved it. The thing is, AJ has almost been pushing his body like this for three decades. So eventually you've got to take a step back and cool down. And once again, he has spoken about this in interviews and said, you know what? I'd love to do a shooting star press but I'm more worried about getting injured now than ever because, you know, I am north of 40. And do not get me wrong, I know that he still has this in him. I'm sure if the situation ever calls for it, he will bust it out again. But also, there's no need. He's AJ Styles. He's one of the best wrestlers ever, so he has earned the right to do whatever the hell he wants. Number five, the Dynamite Kid. The diving headbutt is dangerous. Even Harley Race, one of the best wrestlers of all time who invented the move, went around telling people, I don't think you should do it because it didn't work out well for me. But the fact that it looked so devastating, a bunch of young kids went, ha, I'm gonna do it anyway. One of these kids too was the dynamite one who did adopt this move and he did it with so much aggression and so much rage. Well, it always got a big response from a crowd, but it also basically crippled him to the point that when he had his last match in 1996, he couldn't even dream about doing it. I mean, his whole moveset had been scaled back for this very reason, instead relying on stuff like snap duplexes and tombstones. And for a guy who essentially lived his entire career on the top rope, barely even look to the turnbuckle. So it's a swift reminder that while wrestling is predetermined in nature, it can also be incredibly brutal if you're not careful. No one's gonna listen to me and why should you? So just be careful before Nikki Bella. The mood when it came to WWE's women's wrestling in 2015 had started to change, thank goodness, which was great news for Nikki Bella, because now she could actually start wrestling, including introducing her brand new finishing move known as the Rack Attack. That cool name was backed up as well as Nikki would get her opponents, put them in the torture rack position before dropping to her knees, which actually made it look like that she had broken someone's back and potentially broken someone's neck. So what a dastardly wrestler she was. Sadly though, behind the scenes, this did mean that every time Nikki did do this, she had a giant human being landing on her own neck, which would eventually force her to retire. It's why towards the end of the run, she changed this into a basic TKO because then she could take this weight and throw it away from the injured area but she still actually did that pretty well too. It also looked great and more importantly, allowed Bella to get more matches under her belt before she walked off into the sunset. Although there's always those rumors that both are gonna come back. Or maybe they will. Number three, Mick Foley. I mean, what didn't Mick Foley do? He constantly used his body as a weapon and came up with so many crazy moves, we could probably do an entirely separate list 
dedicated to just that. One of the most underrated of these is when Foley, way back in the day, would lay somebody on the floor outside of the ring, he would get up on the apron before he would run on said apron and drop an elbow from there right onto their potentially dead carcass. This was far worse for Mick than the person taking it though, because his entire hip on a nightly basis would go crashing into concrete. And I don't know what you know about bones, but they don't like it. And then after a while, he actually did have to change this up. Otherwise, who knows how short his career would have been. So the person on the floor started taking more of the impact. But it's not like they could have complained. Look what else he was doing. He stopped doing this altogether before long. And the alternative was pulling a sock out of his pants, putting it on his hand and sticking it down someone's throat. And this, by the way, got a bigger reaction than that elbow drop ever did. Basically the secret of professional wrestling. Just stuff things into your groin. Number two, CM Punk. Before CM Punk arrived in the WWE, his finishing move was the Pepsi Plunge. If you don't know what the Pepsi Plunge was, it was basically a pedigree from the top rope. My word. When Punk signed for the supposed big leagues in 2006 though, he did have two specific problems he needed to sort out. One, the continuation of doing this move was starting to screw up his knees, but also two, there was no way he was going to be allowed to do it anymore because you already had Triple H doing a more basic version. It was never gonna fly. You gotta imagine though he was thinking long-term as well and more power to him. And it's not like he just settled on a slam instead. He introduced the Anacon device. He introduced the GTS, the yes, he borrowed from Kenta but it looked absolutely great and the fans loved it. Number one, Chris Jericho. Forget age, Chris Jericho updates his moveset as much as he updates his character because he has always been aware, if I'm not two steps ahead, I'm gonna fall behind. It's why he's still relevant at 50 years of age. And while there's this deep dark corner of the internet, it's like, oh, he should stop doing the lion salt because he screwed it up once. Not only did he nail it perfectly seven days later, but only recently on AEW Dynamite, he did a hurricane runner from the top rope that may be one of the smoothest I've ever seen in my damn life. But it still just makes sense to limit what you're doing with the human body as you do age, which is why a couple of years ago, Chris Jericho went, you know what? I'm still gonna do this, I'm still gonna do that, I'm still gonna do all these moves that you remember me for, but I'm also gonna introduce the Judas effect, a nice back elbow, because when I do need to take a little bit of a rest, I can. It also made the Le Champions Arsenal even more ridiculous than it already was. Because now he has the walls of Jericho. He does have the Lion Salt. He's got the Lion Tamer, which is kind of a variation as it is. He's got the Code Breaker, and he's got this, and he's probably got a bunch of other moves that I've forgotten too. So he can now essentially hit you with any maneuver from anywhere and beat you. You can't get mad at that. I always want to be surprised, and I always want to be left guessing. And also, I just love near falls. <laughs> Chris Jericho's got like seven of them. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. 
quince.com slash style. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.